This is Radio Ukraine International with the weekly program Ukraine Global, written by Viktoria Krukova, hosted by Vera Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova. Radio Ukraine International invites listeners to Ukraine Global, a program offering insight into important developments in and around Ukraine and analyzing their global dimension in studio discussions with experts, government officials and public figures. In June, modern heavy weapons finally began to arrive in Ukraine from its Western partners. The deliveries noticeably intensified after NATO member states announced they would send more arms to Ukraine. The weaponry includes high-mobility artillery rocket systems HIMARS, M777 howitzers, Panzerhaubitzer 2000 howitzers, Zuzana and Crab self-propelled artillery systems, and Harpoon anti-ship missiles. The amount of this weaponry is still insufficient to launch a counter-offensive and defeat Russia. But on the front lines, the Ukrainian forces are already making active use of these highly effective weapons, and the new supplies are evidently beginning to swing the balance of firepower in Ukraine's favor. The effect was almost immediate. As soon as the Ukrainian military received the new weapons, they began to destroy major military targets located deep in the enemy's rear. Until recently, Ukrainian artillery was only able to reach targets at distances up to 40 kilometers. The longest-range weapon, the Tochka-U missile complex, has a range of up to 120 kilometers, but Ukraine only has a score or so of such complexes in service. During July, the Ukrainian armed forces destroyed dozens of Russian ammunition and fuel depots, as well as bases, command posts, strongholds, bridges, rail tracks and other important targets. Just four units of this equipment that arrived in the first batch destroyed a substantial part of Russian army logistics in its rear. Radio Ukraine's Viktoria Krukova asked Oleg Zhdanov, a military expert, how much modern Western weapons contributed to such a turn of the tide on the front line. Our HIMARS do not rest day or night, and it clearly shows the efficiency of Western weapons on the front line. Every day they strike the enemy, and we find out in the morning that they also worked all night. HIMARS hit more than 30 targets since its arrival in early July, even though the number of Western weapons has increased not so long ago. Therefore, Western weapons are arriving, provided with ammunition and necessary materials," said Oleg Zhdanov. The Southern Front, too, has witnessed the Ukrainian army's increased tactical success. Kyiv's forces have recently launched several missile strikes on drilling platforms in the Black Sea, captured by Russia in 2014. Russia had placed electronic warfare stations on these platforms that enabled it to control the airspace in parts of the Odessa region. This equipment has most likely now been destroyed, and the Russians will no longer be able to illegally extract Ukrainian natural gas. A few days later, Ukrainian forces launched massive artillery and missile strikes on Snake Island, and the Russian troops fled. Now Ukraine actually controls the northwestern part of the Black Sea. Mike Wilson, a U.S. Marine who came to Ukraine in 2015, before everyone else arrived, says that despite the apparent weak sides of the Ukrainian army, like insufficiently trained personnel, 
He is proud of Ukrainian soldiers' achievements. Viktoria Krukova talked with the American officer. You know, Ukraine is defending their home. And, you know, the, the heart and uh, strength of our Ukrainian soldiers, I mean, I'm totally thankful for what they've done and how they are, you know, have uh, defended and continue to defend Ukraine. Uh, they've done an awesome job in Kharkiv. They've done a fantastic job in Kiev and all, you know, Urpin and Bucha and, and Chernihiv. And, you know, they're, they're still working hard and assuming they're keeping the north relatively safe. And they're pressing and they're taking back territories in the south. So I'm very proud of our soldiers and what they can do and what they can accomplish. In mid-June, a senior presidential advisor shared his estimates of Ukraine's needs. 1,000 howitzers, 300 multiple launch rocket systems, MLRS, 500 tanks, 2,000 armored vehicles and 1,000 drones. In addition, Ukraine needs at least two dozen modern fighter jets, like F-15 or F-18, to match Russia's air power, as well as to provide additional protection from Russian missiles. U.S. Congressman Adam Kinzinger has already announced the relevant bill, and Congress should pass it as soon as possible, as Ukrainian pilots will need months of training to be able to fly the U.S. jets. Vadim Skibitsky, spokesman for the Defense Ministry's main intelligence directorate, said that Russia had used up more than half of its high-precision weapons. According to him, the production of new weapons is currently suspended due to international sanctions. Russia stopped producing Iskander ballistic missiles because many components were of foreign make. At the same time, it still has significant amounts of Soviet-era weapons, Skibitsky said. In a comment to the Washington Post, Bogdan Dmitruk, battalion commander of the 93rd Brigade Holodny Yar, said Western weapons greatly contribute to the Ukrainian army's successes at the front and help reduce our losses. According to him, thanks to the HIMARS, the intensity of shelling by the Russian army in the area of Izum-Kharkiv region has decreased tenfold. Defense Minister Oleksiy Reznikov said earlier that the Ukrainian armed forces would need at least 50 units of HIMARS or their analogs for effective defense and at least 100 to launch an offensive. However, he underlines that the timely arrival of Western weapons has already positively changed Ukraine's situation. It's a the arrival of Western weapons immediately changed the situation at the front. After that, artillery duels began and the fire intensity decreased. As soon as the well-known HIMARS arrived, the Ukrainian military started to hit enemy ammunition depots. I hope that the additional HIMARS and the additional 270 MLRS we have already received will also arrive soon," said Alexei Reznikov. On July 25th, he confirmed that German Gepard anti-aircraft missile systems and ammunition for them had arrived in Ukraine. In addition, Poland delivered battle tanks. In the Donbas, Russian forces were reported to have retreated after unsuccessful attempts to storm Ukrainian positions. They keep trying to take Slovyansk, Kramatorsk and other important cities in the Donetsk region, but so far they have not succeeded. Meanwhile, the Ukrainian armed forces have taken control of important communication lines in the Kherson region and stalled the occupiers' advance in the Mykolaiv region.
According to British intelligence, the Russians have serious problems with military equipment due to significant losses of personnel and materiel. Analysts with the Washington-based Institute for the Study of War forecast a culmination of the Russian offensive in the Donbass in the nearest weeks. They maintain that the Russian army will hardly be able to capture the strategic cities of Slovyansk and Bakhmut. The forecasts proceed from reports about the Russian forces dwindling man and firepower in localized attacks on small and less important villages along the entire front line in the region. In particular, they are still unable to launch a direct offensive on Bakhmut and have stopped trying to storm Slovyansk. They have made no significant territorial gains in the region since early July. The Ukrainian forces owe their recent successes on the front lines largely to the modern Western weapons. Experts say that's one of the reasons why the Kremlin began to spread allegations of Ukraine smuggling Western weapons to third countries. On July 21st, a Europol representative alleged there were signs that weapons were being smuggled out of Ukraine. National Security and Defense Council Secretary Oleksii Danilov said he would discuss such allegations with representatives of Europol. This is a severe challenge for us. We must answer it. Everything we got from our Western partners to the last bullet is under control. If someone thinks something is wrong, we would like them to give us facts, not emotions. We are waiting for a substantive conversation with official representative of Europol, with facts and evidence regarding statements about the alleged existing cases of the trade in weapons and military goods on the black market from Ukraine. We are most interested in a quick exchange of information and instant response," said Alexei Danilov. He pointed out the fact that the appearance of stories about arms smuggling in the Western media coincided with the deployment of Russia's large-scale special information operation Maxim to discredit Ukraine with the aim of stopping the supply of weapons from allies. According to Danilov, the Kremlin is conducting the operation precisely when qualitative changes are envisioned in the course of the war in favor of the Ukrainian armed forces, thanks to the arrival of modern Western weapons. On July 21st, the National Security and Defense Council, in cooperation with the Defense Ministry, presented the SOTA Information and Analytical System module designed to monitor supplies of weapons to Ukraine from partner countries. The module consists of three elements – public information, information for official use, and secret information. The module makes it possible to monitor new arms deliveries by status for example, ready for shipment, on the way or received by the Ukrainian armed forces, to analyze arms deliveries over time, by periods of selection, donor countries, compliance with NATO standards, or classification to Soviet weapon samples. Presenting the program, Oleksii Danilov stressed that all weapons crossing the Ukrainian border are under close control. According to him, Russia is conducting a powerful information campaign to discredit Ukraine by spreading allegations of weapons being sold to third countries. This campaign aims to disrupt the supplies of Western weapons. The top military political leadership has access to the SOTA system. Thanks to it, we know that not a single bullet from the supplies has disappeared anywhere, Danilov emphasized. A senior Pentagon official has said that the United States sees no indications that the weapons supplied to Ukraine could have been smuggled out of the country. We're not tracking weapons, 
And, quite honestly, I mean, we feel pretty good that the Ukrainians are using the weapons that we've provided and have not seen any indications that those weapons have gone anywhere else other than to fight against the Russians, the official told at a press briefing. Ilya Kusa, an international relations expert at the Kyiv-based think tank Ukrainian Institute for the Future, believes that such fake information about Ukraine smuggling Western weapons was just misinterpreted. According to him, Europol didn't blame Ukraine, but just warned about the danger and there is no sense for Ukraine to smuggle weapons that it literally needs to survive. Of course, there is a potential risk of it like in any conflict in the world, but Ukraine is not the case, because we desperately need these weapons to defend ourselves from Russia, said Ilya Kusa. As I understand, this comes from a story which was initially posted by Europol, a European police, I mean by their representatives, and of course which was spinned by Russian media in a certain way. They made a publication, they made a statement indicating about potential threat of smuggling of weapons from Ukraine's territory. They didn't imply that Ukraine actually smuggled weapons onto the black markets, so they just told that there is a potential threat, potential risk of something like that to happen. There is nothing particular in terms of smuggling, so no one is accusing Ukraine about this. On July 22nd, Europol confirmed what Ilya Kusa has just said. They gave further details concerning the statement about the alleged smuggling of weapons out of Ukraine during the war. Europol clarified that it was talking about a potential threat, not specific incidents. Europol is working closely with Ukrainian officials to mitigate the threat of arms trafficking into the European Union. We have full confidence in them as they implement new measures to monitor and track these firearms, reads Europol's statement. Europol also stated that judging by the experience of past military action in Ukraine, there may be a threat of firearms falling into the wrong hands. Regarding the war in Ukraine, Europol has warned that the proliferation of firearms and explosives in Ukraine could lead to an increase in firearms and munitions trafficked into the EU via established smuggling routes or online platforms. This threat might be even higher once the conflict has ended, the agency added. It's obvious that the Kremlin-controlled media want to discredit Ukraine internationally, but actual facts prove that this country has nothing in common with the smuggling of Western weapons. Kyiv is ready to cooperate with Europol to clarify this issue, but it's going to take some time. Mike Wilson, a U.S. Marine, will continue to train Ukrainian soldiers. Like all of us Ukrainians, he is confident of our victory. Stay encouraged to all Ukrainians. I know the ones that are in the middle of the fight. It's an absolute, you know, fear and, and disaster. But, it's, you know, for everybody across the whole nation of Ukraine, uh, stay encouraged. Continue to give the support. Sing the songs that you're singing. Put it on the radio because everybody supports and everybody loves our military here. And, you know, through our unity that we will actually win this. Said Mike Wilson. And that ends the weekly program Ukraine Global, hosted by Vira Kravchenko, produced by Irina Samsonova and written by Viktoria Krukova.